It's your boy B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a brand new listener, I appreciate you for giving my show a try. And if anybody referred you to me, uh, if you're in their vicinity, give them a crisp high five. But if you're not, you can do it virtually via your favorite social media apps such as uh, Tinder, Grinder, freaking Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my space it is still around um i don't even know how long i've been saying that you know i just kind of added that on the end or whatever but uh it's still valid virtually send the motherfuckers some high fives and shit but um as per usual i have a guest with me on this edition of the show and uh this one is a delight for me is a personal treat to myself um i heard this man say a phrase that I've never heard at the time in all 36 years of my life. And it's, uh, as you do. And I, as you do. Yeah, yes. And I, I've never heard this term before in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I've come to know him from uh, that movie show on uh, the NEI Pop Network. And it always sounds like I'm saying NEI, but it's NAI. And. Mm-hmm. As many television shows on the New England Sports Network. I don't know what the acronym stands for. That's why I had to say it real slow like that. Uh, for Nesson. Nesson. Yeah, I, th- I thought Nesson. so, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to insult you saying it wrong. That's why I just said the it, whole thing. <laughs> you know what? You're better than most people. Most people will mispronounce it horribly. But yes, it's it's said how it sounds. Nesson. N e s n. Yeah, just like a advanced Nintendo system me that's what it sounds mm-hmm. like exactly it's the, it's the nes system exactly uh you may know him from wicked bites uh that wrestling show got damn yeah. various roles in movies that i would not list right now because there's so many of them and i'm trying not to waste this out and most the of them are terrible romantic comedies <laughs> that shouldn't be watched <laughs> but I've rambled enough. I, 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 I am a whore as an, as, as an actor. So, so yes, please don't watch my movies. <laughs> okay. But uh, <laughs> my guess is Mike went, how are you? sir? <laughs> I'm excellent. I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually sitting at the bar at uh Wahlburgers in Linfield, Massachusetts. I, I have a half of a beer left. Uh, I'm sitting here with uh, my co-host from wicked bites, Melissa Clemenakis. And uh, she's, texting someone at the moment and uh ignoring me very hard yes you are you're ignoring me is it about she, she's, she's she's waiting for, to get her sangria filled is, is what is what she's actually doing Does but the, yes we're, we're sitting at Wahlburgers. we just uh crushed some fried pickles quickly because there was only a few of them 
<laughs> does the text involve penis? Because uh, I've heard a scream penis since we've been on the phone. She has been screaming penis since we've been on the phone. I only said penis once. See that? See? And I said it a third time. See, penis. Pe- pe- penis. Penis is all over the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 there's just this cock everywhere. Yes. But but I do want I do want to address the the as you do thing as as you as you did probably the best intro I've ever had when I've been a guest on a podcast which I've been on a guest on, on quite a few. And so congratulations to you for being that that top tier introduction. But the as you do comment is it's I'm a huge fan of British comedy, mm-hmm. and as you do is a it. I guess because I'm so used to it, I think it's normal, but mm-hmm. I guess it's a British term. Yeah. I've heard it very many times from uh, Ricky Gervais or, or from the amazing show, which you can find on Amazon prime called peep show. Uh, it, it's a great first person comedy that has eight seasons. And one of the actresses on it is Olivia Coleman. Who's actually up for an Oscar Sunday night. Sweet. And it, it's, it's great. And as you do, is said constantly in in the manner that we do it's it's kind of like um i'm I'm trying to think of a an example that, that that would explain as you do so it's like uh like oh i i you know i i, I picked up this i picked up this salt and put it on my steak as you as you do mm-hmm. yeah. as you do it, it's just like yeah of course you did yeah, so, of, of, course, of course that happened. And and I guess because I've been exposed for, for so long to that British comedy, I never thought twice about it until I started doing that movie show. And especially since you started tweeting how random it was that it became a catchphrase because I was just saying it as, as a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I'm uh, joined the uh, since I, I, you do a lot of things that I like. Uh, you, you eat a lot of cool food. I appreciate that. <laughs> you, you eat a lot of cool food. You drink a lot of good drink. You you got an ass yeah. load of movies. You have a movie collection that I rival. You know, I I, 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 I literally I literally have a library in my house. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not, getting not there. not even exaggeration. I have over two thousand physical media movies in my house. Yeah, I know because when you told me the number, I was highly upset because in my circle of people that I know, I am the king dingling of freaking physical copies of movies and shit. I have like seventeen hundred. So it, it, it was funny because I, I was actually just talking to my brother about this because uh, he, he just got a brand new TV and it's got all all the different apps, you know, Voodoo and yeah. and movies anywhere and and all all the different apps and stuff. And he he followed he's a younger brother so he followed in my footsteps of of collecting movies and we we were for lack of a better term commiserating over the fact that thank you very much um that we a couple of, it was like a year ago when itunes lost a bunch of licenses to movies mm-hmm. that people had bought movies on itunes lost those movies and immediately i said well, you can't lose a license to a disc. Exactly. Like I, I, I have, like I said, over two thousand discs in my library in my in my home, and you, you, nobody can ever take that shit away from me. So it's like, despite how many, you know, how how convenient it is to boot up a Netflix or a Vudu or, or any of those things, it's like you can't compare to 
actually having a physical copy and you will always have those movies with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, I still, I, I still got a VHS player that works. God damn, can I borrow that? Because I got some home videos that I need to dub to, and I'm going to digitize and put on my computer. I have all the attachments. I just don't have a motherfucking VCR. <laughs> it, it was a sad, it was a sad, sad day when my LaserDisc player stopped working. Let me tell you. Oh, man. LaserDisc player. I'm sorry, my, my co-host Melissa is asking what a LaserDisc player is. What? She's, uh, about ten years younger than me. It's like a large DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laserdisc is is like a a, a record, a like record, a vinyl yeah. record. You know, it's like the millennials like to put on their walls, but like as art. Well, well I did it in the nineties <laughs> when you were a child. Whatever. Sorry, I'm having a completely different conversation than I am with you. Go on, sir. <laughs> now, um, just, you know, on that topic of Laserdisc and everything, when did you first come across DVDs? Because I know um, I had a heavy collection of VHS tapes. I had a lot of uh, wrestling uh, VHS yep. and I had a lot of uh, kung fu flicks and whatnot. Love it. And then um, walking into a Suncoast video for the first time and seeing a DVD and holding it uh, alongside a VHS tape, I'm like, well, shit, I could steal three times as more Z's. So, <laughs> well, that, that was just it, and and it was um, a, a lifetime ago. I ran uh, four Hollywood video stores. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I did a lifetime ago. It was it was the the number one competitor to Blockbuster, and it was in the VHS days. And I was actually the first store to introduce DVDs to the corporate system. Because, you know, I was a 20-year-old kid who said, I'm going to order a bunch of DVDs because I'm not paying for this shit. Exactly. And then when corporate showed up, they're like, you can't be renting these. I'm like, yeah, but but every, they were fucking expensive when I, when I, when I bought yes. them. <laughs> yeah. And, but again, it was, it was a corporate time. But so I, in, in the late 90s, I, I got into LaserDisc because they had the extra features. They had the mm-hmm. comment, the director commentary tracks. They had the deleted scenes. They were in widescreen. And at the time VHS wasn't doing that shit. Yeah. And then maybe like a year into me collecting laser discs, all of a sudden DVDs came out and those of us who were laser disc guys. And if you go and, and it's the best example I can put is the criterion collection of chasing Amy is the um it's a laser disc version of it but it's on Mm blu-ray and kevin smith is trashing dvds because he was (laughs) thank you so much he he was a he was a laser disc guy yeah and he's like he's like fuck dvds it's a fad it's not gonna go around and that's how we felt Mm -hmm. because laser discs were an investment they were 40 dollars a movie yep you know i mean dvds are you know five to ten bucks but laserdiscs were a fucking investment, and they, you know it was like having a uh, an LP collection. It was like having a vinyl collection. They were they were they were pieces of art that you displayed, and that it took time to watch the movie. I mean, you literally had to flip a fucking disc yeah. to watch a ninety minute movie. Bullshit. It really was bullshit, <laughs> and and so eventually, I, I was going to this laserdisc store. Um, and they started stocking DVDs and I'm like, okay, uh, let me, let me, and I was friendly with the owner and I'm like, can I, can I just like borrow or rent your player and take one of these home? See what the hell the whole thing is. He's like, just take it. So he gave me, it was, um, he gave me the player for a couple days and it was the DVD of boogie nights. Oh no. And I, 
and I took it home, yeah. and I, I had seen. I, I saw Boogie Nights in the theater, yeah, yeah. so I, I knew. The, I knew the movie, and I owned the laser disc of Boogie Nights. But I was like, "What's the big fucking deal about DVDs?" So I brought the player home. I plugged it into my TV, and I watched it. And it was, it was the fact that I didn't have to. I didn't have to flip the disc. I didn't have to deal with all the bullshit. And I'm like, this is just so simple and easy. And, and then all of a sudden I'm like, and it's really fucking affordable. Yeah. <laughs> because like, like I said, I was paying $40 a movie for a laser disc and DVDs come out and they're like, yeah, 10 bucks. Yeah, man. I'm like what, what's wrong with me? So that, that was, that was my first exposure to, the DVDs, and now I have a, a literally a, a collection of, of two thousand of them. Now I'm sitting here, and um, you you talking about boogie like boogie nights being on um freaking laser disc and whatnot, and it's kind of blo- yep. it's kind of blowing my mind because I, that was in '97 that that movie came out. So this it probably yep. came out on laser disc almost a year or so later, so probably about '98 or something like that. Yep, and yep, exactly. I can remember growing up because I, I think probably about at this time I was either a sophomore or junior in high school, so. I never really had that technology available to me in my area because I was from a little small podunk town in fucking Louisiana and shit. So I knew what Laserdisc was, but I didn't really have a a place to go buy something like that unless I drove, you know, an hour or so to Texas or something, a bigger place. But Oh, trust trust me. uh, It wasn't like they were readily available to me either. I I had to drive a 45 minutes every time I wanted to go to the Laserdisc store. (laughs) It, it wasn't like they were like conveniently down the street in your local, you know, Sam Goody or Blockbuster or anything. It's like I had to drive to a specialty store 45 minutes away just to spend probably $20 more than I should have on a movie. Yeah. So we, we had the phasing of VHS out going into Laserdisc yep. and then the Laserdisc into DVDs. And then we had the debacle with a DVD to a Blu-ray and HD DVD, which... Yep. The HD DVD yep. freaking died out damn quick. So now we got really quick. Blu-ray and um, we got the 4K disc and everything. So what do you think is going to be the next trend and everything? I know we more leaning towards digital content and whatnot, but there's, I feel like there should always be a physical medium. So what do you think is next beyond these 4K discs or will that just be the norm from then here on out? I, I, I think in maybe three years that will become the norm. Um, at the, at, at the moment I haven't upgraded to 4k just because again, I, it, it feels right now I I'm looking at like price points and stuff and I'm like, it feels very much like I harken back to the latest time because the 4k discs are $40 a movie. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm not ready to, when I, when I can get a Blu-ray, I, I have a Blu-ray player. I have a, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, I have a Blu-ray. I, I have a 1080 TV and stuff, and it's like it looks great, it sounds great. I have the seven speaker surround sound in my house, so it's like I'm good right now. Spending five to ten dollars on a movie, I'm not ready to go back to the 90s and spend forty dollars on a movie yeah. that m- might look slightly better, yeah. might sound literally the same. So I, I think it's going to take probably three to four years before, so so that everybody can, all the consumers can catch up pretty much, make yeah. it make it make it normal and then it can become affordable because that's that's the real trick that's why lasers never really took off is because they were 40 to 50 some some of them cost over a hundred dollars per uh, movie yeah i i had i i had a i had a copy of pulp fiction that cost 
retail 120, I bought it for $70. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but that, but that was just how much of a, of a psychotic OCD collector I was, Yeah, and that- you know, so, so until it becomes consumer affordable, it won't become norm, mm-hmm. especially because everybody with, with the 4k shit, it's like, everybody's got to upgrade their TVs and mm-hmm. upgrade their DVD players and upgrade their shit. And, and at the moment, 90%, I would say 90% of the, the, the culture is trying to cut all that stuff and go streaming Yeah, mm-hmm. and go str- streaming completely, mm-hmm. which uh, as someone who has cut cable, I'm all, all for, However, when it comes to movies and stuff, I, I believe in that physical media. I believe that the, the, the Blu-ray discs look and sound better than anything you can find on streaming, despite how convenient it is. And despite the fact that I do subscribe to the streaming services yeah. and have those all in my home, it's like, yeah, but I also still buy the movies. Yeah, I can kind of tell you what, like... um the digital mediums uh, fill the void in here in my house. Cause like, just like you, I like to have the physical copy of a uh, whatever movie, but right. like if I, you know, I got all these movies. If I have a movie that I want to watch, but it's not in the collection, that's kind of where Netflix come in. I'll be like, Oh, let's watch such and such. And I look at my little catalog on my phone. All right. We don't have that. See if it's on Netflix. And that's the only role Netflix mm-hmm. play in the house because everything else we want to watch is here in the house. You know, right? But uh, you talk there's about no, there's, uh, no, there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, I mean, I, I, I would assume. I mean, you're, you're a wrestling guy. I'm assuming you you've watched Glow, and it's one yeah. of the best TV shows that's come out in the last handful of years. Mm-hmm. Now you talk I, I, you talk I, I, about your collection I, and everything. You, how meticulous you are with your collecting and whatnot. Um, how deep do you go? So, if you have it, do you have it, or do you seek out a better copy of it? Like what I mean is, uh, you know, when I first started, I started out with DVDs. Now they have the mm-hmm. same movies, uh, you know, the better versions on Blu-rays, and sometimes they come out with a collector's edition, yada yada yada, and so on and so forth. What I find myself well, doing, I, I, yeah, I, I am, I am completely. I, I, I was talking to my brother actually because, as I said, I passed on my my disease to him. We are addicts. <laughs> we look for we are we are movie addicts and we look for the best quality the best product the best version of a movie we can find and there are there are certain movies um like even today i was talking to my brother and he's like yeah this is the fifth time i've bought, bought predator <laughs> Pre- predator not not you know not the godfather not one of the top movies of all time but 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 the fucking predator, you yeah. know Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, yeah, you know, and it's the fifth time he bought it, and 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 I'm the same way. It's like th- there's there's movies that I've spent absurd amounts of money on that most people will, wouldn't even be like that's not worth a dollar, you know. Uh, one one of the one of the biggest, um, I guess, box sets for lack of a better term, I have on Blu-ray is the the arrow video one they released about a uh, six months maybe maybe seven months ago of last house on the left okay which was um wes craven's first movie Mm -hmm. and it's it's most people would watch it and be like that is a horrible movie yeah it's it's tasteless it's gross it's graphic it it's it's something that shouldn't be shouldn't be consumed by most normal people 
and I have four different copies of it. <laughs> now, when it comes and, to, and, and I'm still looking for a better copy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like just because I like that 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 schlocky, grindhousey yeah. type of old school seventies, you know, physical effects horror type of shit that mm. that 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 just that 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 does it for me. Yeah. I, I love that shit. Yeah, and then you know, with my collection and everything, I, I'm somewhat of a completionist. So if I buy the the freaking first Scorpion King movie, then they come out with four yep. more. I gotta have all the sh- the shit, even yep. though I don't like them. And then um, yep. what I find same way what I find myself doing that I really fucking hate is uh, you know, over time, you know, when they make movies with sequels and everything, you wind up buying them one by one. But like when the last one come out or whatever, they come out with a whole box sets with all of them in it, and I'm just like motherfucker. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, it's it, it's 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 a tough patience that I that I've tried to establish over the last few years. Um, the, I I actually I, I did it um, I did it with the last Mission Impossible. So mm-hmm. I own the the original Mission Mission Impossible on DVD. Never upgraded to Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen all of them, mostly in theater and so, some like on streaming and stuff like that. And when, right before the last one came out a few months ago, they released a box set of like all six of them. And I'm like, you know what? They're going to come out. They've already announced two more. I'm not going to spend $30 on this box set. I will spend $30 in two years when it, well, the rest of them come out and Tom Cruise actually kills himself in one of these stunts. <laughs> See what I want. I am an extreme couponer. Yeah, what I wind up doing is like, all right, the first three mission impossibles I have on DVD, they've came out with right. more since then. So I have all those on Blu-ray when they presented that mm-hmm. box set at Walmart with all of them on Blu-ray. I went back and I bought the box set so I could have all of them on the same format. And then I just took the other ones. What I wind up doing is whatever I replace, I take out. I put them in my little corner pile over here. I got a stack over here of uh, stuff that I've already upgraded and replaced. I take them to the pawn shop. I know this good place that sell Blu-rays three for $10. And I would trade those movies in so I can get more movies that I don't have. <laughs> I, and that, that that's one of the cooler things about having like a, a local video store uh, here here in the area. Uh, we have what's called Bull Moose. They have, I think, maybe four or five stores. I, I could be completely wrong. They only have three stores. But there's one right by my, my office. And God bless them because they buy back DVDs. Yeah. And I've I've gotten to a point where, where I've upgraded enough of my DVDs to Blu-ray. And I don't know what to do with the, the DVDs. Mm-hmm. It's like... Because every time you, you buy a Blu-ray, it's like, oh, here's a Blu-ray, a and, DVD, yeah. and a digital copy. And it's like, well, I just wanted the Blu-ray because the DVD was from 1990-something, mm-hmm. and this is a brand-new scan of the of the film. So what the fuck am I supposed to do with this thing now? Well, luckily, there are a few stores like that. that, will, that they'll give you a buck or two. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's like, okay, I've gotten 20 years of, of use out of this movie. A buck or two. I'm not complaining about and 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 b- the Bulbos ones, which are, are here in uh, I think they're in uh, Merrimack Valley of Massachusetts and in southern New Hampshire. They do like uh, it's 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 a buyback program where you you build enough credit 
to eventually get like, like if you, Oh, if you spend a hundred dollars, you can get $50 off. So basically you can yeah. pick a hundred dollars worth of movies for 50 bucks. It's, it's, it's a half off type of thing, which is, is, is kind of cool. And they're, they're a local video store type of thing. It, it's that, that throwback old school feel mm-hmm. where even like, um, back in like, uh, August, September, I was in one of their stores and I was going to buy maniac, which is a, yeah. a, a fantastic grindhousey seventies horror film. Yeah. Grindhouse there, uh, type, type of seventies film. And I was going to buy it on Blu-ray. And the clerk at the counter goes, are you sure you want to get this? And I go, I love this movie, and I have it on DVD. I want to upgrade to Blu-ray. He goes, yeah, but in like three months, they're going to release a brand new 4K scan of this movie. So I'm like, you're literally telling me not to buy this product from your store because there's a better product coming. And I appreciate that sort of old school video store honesty from those types of clerks it, it, it was it was fantastic I, I immediately became a fan of them and it was like my first time in the store yeah and, yeah, and that's what i'm missing right now because i had a when i was living in north carolina i had a place that i would go all the time and they would see me so much that like they would double my in-store credit because they know i was just turning shit into them to buy shit from them so, you know, and then right. I had to move and then I, I could never find another place like that. But I do have it's a, tough. It's, it's tough in this day and age, especially with like stuff like Amazon. It, it, it's it's fucking tough to find, you know, a local retailer that you trust. Now, we talk about movies and all kind of things like that. What's your genre of choice? Um, I don't, it, it's a tough. It, it's honest, honestly, it's a tough question. Mm-hmm. I love movies. Yeah. In, in general, in general, um, for, for instance, uh, I've been talking a lot on the, that movie show radio show, which we do on North shore, one Oh four nine every Saturday morning, as well as the podcast. I love a star is born, mm-hmm. which isn't, isn't my particular genre. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm a, you know, if I had to pick one, I'm more of that, that, that Tarantino type of genre, mm-hmm. the, the, the grindhouse, the, the seventies horror, the black exploitation, the, the, the just schlocky type of like really gritty type of movie. But watching a star is born. I've probably seen it like seven, six or seven times. Now I bought the Blu-ray on Tuesday and it just, emotionally fucked me so up that I'm like, this is the best movie I've seen in probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Um, I, I, like I tell people, like, I, I know I sound like a shill mm-hmm. for a star is born, but it literally like still, even last night, I probably watched it for the sixth time. And when when Lady Gaga goes out on stage for the first time with Bradley Cooper to sing that song Shallow, my fucking arms fill up with goosebumps. My eyes start to water. I, I become just a, a whimpering fucking woman. And, and, and it's <laughs> it's awesome to feel that to, make, yeah. to have a movie that makes you feel that way. Mm-hmm. To have, like, because normally we just go to the theater. We give them their, their 25 bucks. It's like, oh, that's a cool 90 minutes. Awesome. I guess I'll forget about that. But for this one, it's like that made me feel shit. 
that I haven't like experienced in a movie in easily a decade. Yeah. And no, and that's what kind of steered me away from it or whatever. Cause I get scared of my emotions sometimes and I don't want to feel all fucked sure. up like that. <laughs> right. That's just it. Well, you know, we're, we're guys, we're not supposed to cry or whatever, yeah. but it's like, fine. Uh, you know, it, this, this movie did it to me. It's like, fuck it, man. They did a great job. Now, um, you have a, a list of accolades um, from being, you know, on screen personality, a writer, producer, right. director and whatnot or whatever. I mean, you obviously displayed your um, love for just movie watching in general. But what made you want to pursue somewhat of an acting career or some some kind of involvement within the movie industry? Um, I, honestly, it was, it was one of those things that I. I it's going to sound as cliche as shit, but, but it's one of those things you're just born with. Mm-hmm. I, as, as a kid, like there's, there's still pictures of me, like family photos at like holiday parties and stuff. And I'm, and I'm the kid with the big VHS camcorder on yes. shoulder. <laughs> I, I was, you know, set, setting up cameras and, and just making little movies at like eight, 10 years old. The second I realized, Oh my God, I can, I can edit, you know, I can edit a VHS to VHS. So I've set up two VHS players yes. and I just started editing stuff. And, and that was so cool. And then when computers became a thing, it was like, Oh my God, I can add graphics and effects and I can edit so quickly. It was always just something I was interested in. And it just took a while for me to, to actually do it with a paycheck involved. Yeah. No, uh, but it was always, it was, it was always something. It was, it was, it was for lack of a better term, it's something I was born with. Yeah. And, and I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I, I've never really pursued like acting or anything like that, but it's more so the technology surrounding, you know, movie making and everything. I always loved cameras and everything. I right. had one of them big ass shoulder mounted rocket launcher fucking VHS players and shit. So um, I can remember um, that coupled with the love of martial arts and the cup and professional wrestling and all the other bullshit there was a vhs tape floating around that i directed with all my friends in the neighborhood and we was out there doing at first it started out as a kung fu movie you know we was doing like the bad dubs and everything it was like moving our lips and making the words come out later and shit we, we did it intentionally and then now uh after we couldn't get the karate down right because none of us had any uh, formal training or whatnot, it just turned into a wrestling match on camera. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. And, and and even that, like, uh, grow, growing up, I, I was, I grew up on a street with, um, with three different families, all of them with at least three boys. We were all into wrestling. We were in the 80s. You know, we were in the Hulk Hogan era. So, we 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 used to do and again because i was into movies and we had that video camera it was like we used to put on like wrestling shows in our basement just for ourselves it's like we put the couches around to make a ring and we would play wrestling and it it was some of the, some of the most fun shit we did mm. at like like i said like 8 10 years old it wasn't. It wasn't like the you know when, when I grew up into the '90s, the backyard wrestling stuff or breaking light bulbs over our fucking heads. It was actual like you know trying to do Hulk Hogan shit. Like yeah. like we're, uh, we're, I, I I'm this character and I'm gonna play this character and I'm gonna come out and do this thing and here's a camera and we, like it was weird because as kids as as you know kids in their their preteens 
we shouldn't have got wrestling. We, like we, we shouldn't have got the kayfabe of it. Yeah. We, 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 we should, we, we should have believed that this was real and we should have been beating the shit out of each other. But we just, got, for some reason, the, the group of us, the, the three families of, of, of nine boys just were like, no, this is play fighting. Yeah. This, like it was it, like, I, there's no explaining it, but we just got pro wrestling to a point that we didn't, we, we understood it wasn't, these guys weren't really beating the shit out of each other. So if we're going to play WWF at the time, we're not going to actually break each other's necks and, and put each other in camel clutches and shit. We're going to pretend to. So it, it was, it was a weird dynamic for, for nine, you know, young boys to, to really get into wrestling that way and really get it long, long before, yeah. long before, you know, for lack of a better term, kayfabe was broken. Mm-hmm. And see, you know, it's kind of weird in in my upbringing with professional wrestling and whatnot because I looked at movies as make believe, but I looked at wrestling as being real at the time because you figured that boxing is in a ring, so that's real. Kickboxing is in a right. ring, so that's real. So professional wrestling is in a ring, so it has to be real, just like the other shit Absolutely. is. You know, so that, so that's kind of how I looked at it. So whenever we would like play fight. It would be like martial arts, like from movies and stuff like that. So we know it's a movie. Sure. So we know this is fake. We got to pull punches and everything. But when we would wrestle, we would try to fucking fuck each other up, <laughs> you know. But- that, and that, and that was the, that was the weirdest thing. It's like even like like I said. I mean, we we were doing this shit when we when we were you know eight, ten, twelve years old, so, stuff like that. But even then, we're like we're sitting there plotting out our own basement royal rumbles. Like, okay, you're gonna come out here. You're gonna come out here. I'm going to throw you out. Like we were, we were booking matches in a basement based off of wrestling. And even, even then we were like, because it was the Mm eighties and at the time, Vince McMahon was a commentator. But even then these, like the group of us, the us eight year old to to 12 year old kids were like, no, no, but he owns the company. Mm -hmm. You, you, we, we're all, we're okay, all in agreement on there. that, right? Jack okay. Cunney is actually just the figurehead. Okay. You yeah. know, Vince, Vince owns this shit. He owns it. And so we, we, we legit booked Royal Rumbles in my, my neighbor's basement. And, and it was like, it was the, looking back on it, I'm like, we really Ahead were, of the curve. We're, 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 we're kind of hip to that shit. And we shouldn't have been mm-hmm. like, we should have thought that this was a legit sport when it was, you know, it's entertainment. Now we speaking about, um, you know, eight, nine years old, um, playing professional wrestling or whatnot. When did you first come upon professional wrestling? It's, it's memory of television, mm-hmm. professional wrestling. Um, and it was, uh, I, I said, I've, I've always said when people have asked how long have you been a wrestling fan? I said, as long as I could turn on a television set, mm-hmm. I remember er- early, early eighties, uh, sitting in, in, in my house with my grandfather watching, uh, wrestling challenge and wrestling superstars on Saturday and Sunday mornings, WWF. So it was, it was, it's my earliest, uh, entertainment memory. Yeah. Now I, I <laughs> 
when I think back to my earliest professional wrestling memories, it all came from uh, VHS tapes because I didn't have it accessible on TV. And then I was a kid right. where I didn't stay in the house and watch TV. I wanted to go outside and play and run the streets and all kind of shit like that. So whenever I did get to watch it, it was uh, via VHS tapes. And I didn't get into professional wrestling because of professional wrestling. I got into it because of a professional wrestler, but it wasn't because of his performance in the ring. It was because Which of his, his performances on screen. And this was uh, Mr. Terry Bollea in uh, No Holds Barred and uh, Mr. Okay. Mr. Nanny and goddamn Suburban Commando. And I seen him in all these movies first before I saw professional wrestling. So, I mean, my timeline is kind of skewed because I watched everything on VHS tapes when I was younger. So I seen him sure. in these movies. And then when I go to the video store, I seen him on a WrestleMania cover. I was like, hey, that's that guy from that movie I seen. And then that's so you like, knew Hulk Hogan as an actor. Yes. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's how I found it. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's awesome though it, it got you there right yeah if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan it, 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 <laughs> it fucking got you there I mean I, I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming just by that story I'm a, I'm a little bit older I mean I, I watched Wrestlemania 3 live oh I'm, I'm you know I watched it at my dad's house and, and it was one of those big moments where it's like my, you know, my, my parents were divorced and, and my dad had me and my brother over and he's like I'm gonna get Wrestlemania 3 for you and it was like the Hogan Andre thing, and I'm, and that was like our big like, oh, holy shit, we get to stay up late and watch this. And so it, it was awesome, but but it's like that's so cool that you you knew Hulk as an actor as opposed to a wrestler, and then became a wrestling fan because he was an actor <laughs> in those movies. That, that that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I fucking love that. Cause like um my my earliest memories of WrestleMania was from uh, a VHS collection. It was called the uh, Greatest Matches of WrestleMania, and I think it had one match from WrestleMania one through five. So it had uh, right. the the six man, well the what a tag team match with Hogan and um freaking uh Mr T against uh Piper sure. and Mr. Wonderful and freaking Muhammad Ali yeah. was there and all that the, and then Yeah, the, the the main event from the first one. It was uh Pipe, Piper Orndorff and and Ace, Ace Bob Orton. Mm. Yeah, so I had and, and it was Hogan Hogan uh, uh Snuka and uh Mr. T, yeah. Yep. So I had like one match from all from the first five WrestleManias on this one VHS and I would just watch that. And then um it wasn't until I got like older and probably maybe what leaving middle school going into high school 96 97 that i really got to start watching raw and wcw but i would uh you talk about the vcr and shit right because i mean i love electronics and everything so i knew how to program a vcr and my mama had buku vcrs because she loved freaking soap operas and she had a vcr in damn near every room so she could record all the different stories that would come on during the day so I would get one VCR. I would watch the first hour of WCW. And then when Raw would yep. come on, I would switch over to Raw. Then I would turn the VCR on to record the last two hours of WCW. And then when I would finish watching Raw, I would t- rewind the tape and watch the rest of WCW. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I, I had, uh, you know, I, I had the VCRs. Again, I had, I had a shitload of VCRs because I was into the, the editing VCR thing, editing VC, VHS tapes. And it was like I would record Raw 
I would record SmackDown. You, uh, no, not SmackDown. Uh, Nitro. I would usually watch Raw live while recording it, and then one of one of my favorite things about wrestling was I'm a night owl. Mm-hmm. I, I I I I work. I live. I am up at night. Uh, you know, me seeing three o'clock in the morning is not a rare occurrence. Um, exactly. And so when, when I found, I was sitting there in my, in my room, scrolling at three o'clock in the morning, going through the, the, it was a cable guide at the time. So I'm actually going channel to channel. I'm not able to just, I'm not able to just scroll a guide and pick something. So I'm actually going channel to channel. And I got like, uh, here in, uh, in Linfield, Massachusetts, uh, there was like 14 through 17 were like the local access and the Spanish language channels. And, and so I'm, I'm flipping, like I, all of a sudden I start flipping quick. I'm flip, 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 flip. And, but I got a glimmer as I was flipping of wrestling and I start and I flip back a couple and on the Spanish language channel at three o'clock in the morning here in Boston, was was in the late 90s a show that i had never heard of called ecw yeah now and i fell in love with pro wrestling all over again yeah ecw for me was like a real rarity and everything you i can only find it around my area on tape and then when I did find it on tape, it was always at the same place. It was one of my friends named Blaney and uh, he yep. would always have a damn tape and I would happen to come over there and he'd be watching it. I'd be like, what the hell is this? This is, this is the, some of the craziest shit. This, this isn't my wrestling. This isn't, you know, fun and shenanigans. This is people cursing and bleeding all over the place. That, and, and yeah, it was, it was three o'clock in the morning on Sunday nights. Here, here, in on the Spanish language channel in where I live in Linfield, and it was, and I'm like, okay, well now I know exactly. I'm setting my VCR for 3 a.m. Sunday nights on the Spanish language channel, and I would watch these shows, and I'm like, this is fuck. And at the time, in the late '90s, I, I was, I was target demo. Mm-hmm. I, I always say I, I was the target demo for the Attitude Era for ECW. In, in the late 90s, I was, you know, between 17 and 22, between the Attitude Era, you know, from, from 97 to 2001, I was 17 to 22. So I was target demo. I was that, I was that, that young male demographic that wanted to see, you know, the ECW shit, that wanted to see Sable, that wanted to see Sonny, that wanted, yeah. you know, that wanted to see people bleed all over the place. Like, that was what, I was that demo. So I was... I'm, I was their I was their core audience. That was the the, for lack of a better term, the the greatest part of my my wrestling fandom. I mean, I was I was lucky enough to 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 be in Worcester for McFoley's first title win. No, it was it was, I, I was able to be in the Boston Garden for Stone Cold Steve Austin's first title win at WrestleMania 14. I mean, the, the, these are just random occurrences that happened to happen in Boston while I was really really excessively aggressively into wrestling because they were doing what 
entertained the fuck out of me. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm, you're not too much older than me. You probably, you got two, three years on me, but I just found wrestling and all that shit sporadically or whatnot. But like, I can remember being in high school and DX was my shit. And damn, I would walk around with the DX shirt and then I happened upon, uh, you know, some of my best friends and, you know, we still talk to this day and they were wrestling fans and we would, eye each other up in the hallway and just start wrestling in the hallway, putting figure fours on each other and shit, jumping off of lockers and doing all kind of random junk. Man, it was just fucking uh, no, fun. No, 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 no bullshit. I, w- I was doing mall security. At, uh, it, it's, a, it's a mall here in, in Massachusetts called the Burlington Mall. I was doing mall security and up uh, the highway was a strip club called uh, Max Two's. And it was, uh, at the time I wasn't 21, it was an 18 plus strip club, but it was in the late nineties. And I used to wear, I used to have wrestling shirts. I had the DX shirt. I had the new age outlaws shirt. I had the Austin three sixteen shirt. And after I would get off work, I'd go there. And after a while they got to know me. And when I would walk in the door, they would literally play wrestling themes as I walked into the strip club. It was, it was fucking hilarious. That's fucking great. It was fuck. It was fucking hilarious. I mean, the, there's the, even even beyond that, like just the, the the stories of of I used I used to eat chicken wings at a strip club in Peabody with Terry Saturn. <laughs> that that's a true story. Oh shit! Like in 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 '99, uh, Perry, Perry's from Peabody. Uh, he's from, he's from the area, and and he was one of the greatest guys. He I, I saw him there. I went over. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just fucking eating chicken wings. I'm like, cool. I'll have some too. And it was, and we just kind of had that kinship of, you know, just two guys that liked going to this strip club in Peabody and eating chicken wings repeatedly. <laughs> speaking of, uh, golden banana. it was the golden banana. Speaking of food inside yeah. of a strip club or whatever, that, that fucking blew my mind. The first time I ever come upon that combo or whatever. I mean, you go to a place to see, uh, you know, ladies shake their ass and whatnot and scantily clad to no uh, clothing and whatnot. And then you got a homeboy in the kitchen in the back cooking chicken wings and everything. And I'm like, oh, actually making good food. You imagine that? Yeah, I don't I don't get it, <laughs> but I, I but, ate it. Hey, man, they, they got to eat, too, right? Exactly. You know, I mean, you got to feed your talent. Right. Is it just like catering in, um, you know, a wrestling organization? Yeah. Mm hmm. Now, um, before we transition away for the, um, from the wrestling a little bit or whatnot, had you ever had any thoughts or anything to um, pursue a career in a wrestling field or whatever, whether it be referee, writer, you know, any talent? Um, yeah, I, 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 I've, tr- I've tried a few times to be a writer. I haven't made the cut. I haven't gotten the interviews. Uh, that is what it is. Uh, I was working for a movie theater, and a bunch of the guys there did pro wrestling shows. They asked me to be a manager for one of their big tag team battle royal things. I'm like, cool. I I played high school football. I've had concussions. I just told them, don't hit me in the face. <laughs> what, whatever you want to do, just 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 don't hit me in the face. I you know I I, I just don't want to do. It was it was indie show in the late '90s. Was the attitude era. But but I had already done high school football and had two concussions. So I'm like, just don't fucking hit me with hit me in the face. So it's it's a it's. Uh, an interesting story. So I'm, I'm sitting there at ringside. I'm, I'm doing my heel manager bit for the, for the tag team. And I turn and one of these smarmy little shits 
smacks me in the face with a chair. Damn. No, I'm, I'm now he's five six, five eight. I'm six three, two hundred and something pounds. I literally picked him up, threw him across the fucking gymnasium, and started motherfuckering him right in, right in front of families. <laughs> and uh, because uh, because I you know it's like I'm doing you a favor. I had one thing: don't smack me in the face, and you hit me with a chair. I'm like I almost killed him. So that was my one moment in professional in uh, I'm going to say not so professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that was my one moment. All right. Um, you, you got your hands and fingers and toes and uh, a lot of things, uh, whether it be from um, radio stations to um, actual live on air television podcast and whatnot. Um yeah. What's the difference between the three things I mentioned from uh, producing and uh, being on television to uh, hosting a radio show and, um, you know, being a part of a podcast? What, what, what What's the difference between the three and what's similar between the three? Uh, the similar part is, uh, is, is I get to be myself and I get to bring my own personality into it. The different thing is, is I, when I'm on TV, I have to comb my hair and wear nice clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I, I can do the radio and podcast in my pajamas with with bedhead. Yeah. Now, um, what's that? I and 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 as Melissa is just telling me, I, I did just get a new haircut. It, I think it looks pretty sexy. She she thinks it looks great. Yes, I, I give me compliments. I like that. I concur. Do you want to talk to Melissa? Sure. Come on. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hang on a second. I, I, I've been doing this for a while, and I need to get another beer. Hang on a second. Hello. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Hanging in there. I heard you. Yeah, had, me too. It's Friday night, so you know. I've heard you had. <laughs> I heard you had an infatuation with penis. <laughs> I mean, like, I wouldn't say an infatuation, but I mean, like, it's intriguing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's a odd thing, you know. It protrudes from a body. It does things. It goes in and out of places. I don't know. You know what? From the way you're talking, it kind of seems like you have the infatuation. Am I right? I mean, I, mean, I have to because it's a part of me. You know, I just it, it does the things that I needed to do. Is it a part of you? Yeah. I mean, I can't put it in the drawer. Oh, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> that is good to know. Good for you. I'm happy for you. So how's your weekend going so far? It's going great, you know. You know, it's Friday night, and I'm starting it off at Wahlburgers and Linfield with Mike, and we're having some drinks and eating some good food. So, you know, no complaints. I, I'm, we are pining for a Wahlburgers here in Houston, Texas. I, I've heard rumblings of them maybe opening up one right here, but if they were ever to do such a thing, would you recommend I go? And what would you recommend? Did you say rumblings? Number one, did you say rumblings? Yeah, I had to keep my ear to the ground. Oh, my God. I thought I heard a Texas accent. See, Mike didn't even tell me you're from, you're from Texas. Well, so th- this, is this a, just got interesting. Well, well that is an interesting <laughs> thing because, I mean, I live here in Texas, but I'm not from yeah. here. I'm from Louisiana. So, I mean, I'm closely you're from Louisiana. Yeah, so I'm, you know, the Mardi Gras is coming up, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Mardi Gras on uh, what? March 5th this year? Yeah, I believe so. I miss it. I went to it like when I was underage and they took my, my ID back then. So that was kind of nice. 
Um, <laughs> I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. I'm not going to tell you what hotel I stayed at. <laughs> but that was such a great fucking week. And I don't know. I kind of want to go back. Maybe not this year, but next. See, and that, that's kind of the same thing with me or whatever. I mean, I lived there all my life. And, you know, I partook, but it was always, you know, underage stuff or whatever. I mean, I never went to the big areas, the big parties of it, but I did kind of participate in some ways. But, you know, I never I'll really... I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I never really... I mean, like, I was only there when I was 19 years old. I haven't been back, but I miss it. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, you know, I never... Yeah, <laughs> i never been as an adult, you know, and then I joined the military as soon as I got out of high school, so I've been oh, away good. from home. What branch? Uh, Marine Corps. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Yay. I love the Marines. I actually wanted to join the Air Force myself, but because of health problems, they wouldn't accept me. So I was like, damn, fuck. But, yeah. you know. Well, shit, we would have took you. <laughs> we, Whatever. Yeah, we would have took you. You could have had one leg, a uh, bum eye, you know, six toes. We would have whipped you into shape and right. put you in the field. <laughs> well, thanks for telling me now, 10 years later. Hey. <laughs> things happen for a reason I mean you might be in a better place than you would have been if you joined them you never know we can't go back in time because if we did you know I probably have a lot more money than I have now exactly <laughs> now, I'd be a professional gambler huh now, now, now spe- speaking of time travel uh, what 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 uh, theory of time travel do you subscribe to can like let's, let's just what say what does that even mean so there's different theories of time travel. All right. If you go back in time, it's like we make a time machine right now, right here on yeah. fe- February 22nd. The theory of time travel is you can only go back to the creation of the time machine. So two hours from now, we can only go back two Jesus. hours. And then there's some people, two hours. Yeah. So you can only go back to the origin of the time machine being created. This is what I'm saying. So that's one theory. And then they have okay. people saying that once the time machine is created, you can go back as far as you want and, you know, just go time travel, you know, just like fantasy shit. And then some. Okay, but only two hours, right? Yeah. Okay, so two hours ago, instead of ordering another margarita, I probably would have ordered a martini because there's more alcohol in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I ordered like a martini. I mean, I'm sorry, a margarita with tequila and a Grand Marnier float. And then I ordered a basic ass margarita after that. I'm like, no, dude, what am I doing? Like I'm slacking. I should have ordered like, you know, like one of those martinis that's pure alcohol, you know? Now, what's your favorite drink? My favorite drink? That's a really hard question to answer. Honestly, like (laughs) I have a lot of favorite drinks. Okay. So what's your, your favorite, uh, type of alcohol vodka. my favorite drink right now okay probably tequila because it's a natural upper so you know yeah. i mean like i like uppers no i'm just kidding <laughs> as in the tequila form um i do like beer beer is nice i do not like gin i do not like whiskey mm-hmm. and the reason why i'm saying that is because it's probably easier for me to say the things i do not like than things i like <laughs> yeah that makes sense i i totally agree i can name a lot of things that i don't like versus all the things that I do like. Yeah, right? Seriously. I mean, it's it's just like nice to concentrate on the positive, you know? Now, um, you on Wicked Bites with Mike? Yes, I am. I'm one of his co-hosts. So, so and it's a lot of fun. We got to eat like, a, you know, a lot of good food, get to drink a lot of good alcohol. It's a fun time. I like it a lot. So, so what's that like? I mean, how, how often do y'all do that? I know. 
It depends. I mean, like, you know, we, we film a bunch of stuff and then it yeah. airs. It really depends on how much we film. I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I, I mean... I, I, I'm on this weekend. Does that count? <laughs> I'm, I was on today and I'm on tomorrow. Does that count? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is with the podcast. I put out uh, the, the main show every Sunday, but throughout the week nice. I record like damn five episodes throughout the week. So, you know... I, do you go back That's to back? That's what I like about this business. You know, we, we get to do different amounts, like, all the time. And, like, you never know, like, how much you're going to film. You never know, like, anything. Like, and I love that shit. I love being, like, on my toes, you know? Mm. Now, I've, I've seen <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces of the um, the show here and there and whatnot. Um, have y'all ever participated in any of the food challenges and whatnot? Food challenges as in what? Like drinking challenges or eating challenges? Because I could do drinking but not eating. Yeah, well, either or. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say like any so far just because, you know, I don't want to like do those eating challenges. Yeah. It's a lot of food. It's a lot of calories. And then, then that's a lot of pressure too because, I mean, you could probably do some uh, creative editing and make it look like you won, but, you know. I mean, honestly, like I haven't even gotten that far. I mean, like if, at this point, I'd rather be a judge in the eating contest mm-hmm. than I would anything else just because it's, it, it would probably hurt to like eat that much, you know, and I'm like all set, you know, yeah. I mean, power to the people that do that. But for me, I'd rather be on the judging side. Yeah, because you, you bring that up or whatever, um, the stress that it can put on your body. Um, I was. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. I was stri- I was stationed in uh, Fort Leonard, Missouri, and um, we took a group out to this little diner off um, the highway up there. And um, they had a burger challenge called the Route 66 Burger. And it was a sixty. I would die. It was a sixty-six, <laughs> a sixty-six ounce burger with all the trimmings in the sides, and you had to finish it within sixty-six minutes. And Did you pray to God that, like, you know, you could do it? Because I would be praying to Jesus Christ at that point, well, like, please help me through this challenge because well, I could not do that on my own. Well, I could I, not do that. Well, I'm with <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I was on the I was on the opposite side. I wouldn't participate. I I, I had people with me that did the thing and uh one guy he got through all the sides but couldn't really tackle yeah. the burger and then the other guy he got damn near down to the end you know he just had like a couple of fries and um the freaking a little bit of bun and meat left and his body was just like <laughs> i gotta evacuate all this shit now <laughs> so he couldn't finish so who won that's the question um the dining establishment because they had to pay for everything because <laughs> they didn't oh my god <laughs> so it was an interesting event to say the least exactly too funny well i'm gonna hand you back to mike now but thank you for talking with me i hope you tune into the show soon all right i sure will i appreciate your time <laughs> i love your accent by the way all right thank you <laughs> hey man hey i got my beer back sweet what kind you get? Uh, I'm I'm a pretty basic bitch. Uh, Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's more of a functional thing than a, than a flavor thing. Now uh, it gets me where I need to be. So we we were talking about um the differences between radio podcasting and um television and whatnot. Uh, you do the show that I, I most know you for, and that's uh, that movie show on the NAI Pop Network with uh, Liam Strike. I do. And uh, most recently, you were acquired by uh, North Shore 104.9 to do a radio edition of this show. And yes. uh, 
So, least to say, I mean, you're on national radio and everything and whatnot. Um, it's a little mm-hmm. bit more family friendly than you know what we get on the podcast, correct? That is correct. Our, our podcast will uh, continue to stay the same as, as as I've always told people, and and I've I've worked for many radio companies and I've done many podcasts, and many of my radio bosses have said the same thing about my podcast, which is you guys curse a lot, and I've <laughs> yeah. always said the same thing: you guys don't pay me not to. Yeah. If they pay me not to. We won't curse. I can be an adult. I've done, you know, yeah, I've done over a decade and a half of, of professional broadcast radio. So, yes, the um, the thirty minute version of that movie show, which we've kind of done. Uh, sorry, I got hiccups now. Um, we've we've kind of uh, done a uh, news and re- re- Jesus Christ, these hiccups are killing me. Remix. <laughs> Yeah, right. So, okay. The 30-minute version, which is like news and rumors and stuff like that about current event movies, mm-hmm. is the radio-friendly version. The The hour-long version, which drops every Monday on New Age Insiders Pop, is still the same show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can expect all the same reviews of, you know, movies from the past, from the present, from hope. Well, uh, we can't review movies from the future, yeah. but with the same type of shenanigans and shitty language <laughs> that we put, <laughs> that we put into it. Um, so it, that you can always, always find until somebody pays us to stop cursing. <laughs> yeah, makes sense to me now. Um, yeah. The relationship with you and Liam Stryker, how did that come about? Okay. So years ago, I used to do a show called the Mike and Billy show. Mm-hmm. And the Mike and Billy show was uh, two, two, two radio guys who were a little disgruntled about not having a, a good placement in the world as far as radio. And uh, were you Billy or Mike? I'm Mike. Okay. All right. Obviously. <laughs> and obviously. And so we, we were doing a show and after a while, because we were associated with CBS radio at the time mm-hmm. and because WWE didn't have such a restriction on podcasts and media, we were getting a lot of interviews with actual current WWE you know, stars, especially when it came around pay-per-view time. So we had Roman Reigns on for like four different occasions while he was in the shield hmm. and they were some of the, the best interviews we've ever done. And you can still find those interviews. They're, they're available on, on my, my podcasting. I don't know what the fuck. Honestly, if you search Mike went M I K E W E N D T on any podcasting thing, Google iTunes, whatever you'll find them somewhere. We did some great interviews with Paul Heyman. We did some great interviews with Cody Rhodes before he became stardust. We did, uh, you know, just just great, just awesome interviews. And Bill Neville, who is the producer and host of New Age Insiders Mm -hmm. and the producer of that movie show at the time, was doing a roundtable discussion with his podcast, which was after the which was after the bell. And he brought in a few different people. One of them was me. And two of them were Liam Stryker and Jason Molotov of the New Age Insiders. 
And we started doing this round table thing. It was like a Royal Rumble pre-show. At the time he was doing uh he was doing a pod Bill was doing a podcast with Lee Morgan and Chris Pontius and he he it it was just a round table thing and out of that round table literally the current incarnation of New Age Insiders was born, but also my relationship with these guys was born because I kept showing up, sometimes invited, sometimes I just forced myself onto their show. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I was I was an uninvited guest, and we just and and Liam and I just kept getting along because we're we're movie geeks, mm-hmm. and and I was sitting there, you know, I, I was for, for lack of a better term, I was playing up my heel role. I was arguing with people on the show just because it's more fun than agreeing with everybody. Yeah, and. I was also dropping a lot of movie references and every time I drop a movie reference, I would get that kind of wink and a nod from, from Liam. And then I did late night Liam one night, which is his other podcast. Mm-hmm. And off air, he said, uh, cause I was doing wicked bites at the time. He's like, would Nesson ever be interested in a wrestling show? And I was like, eh, probably not, but you know, whatever. And I put it in the back of my mind. So one night I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm sitting at my house and I'm, and I'm drinking and, and I just, I'm thinking about it. And I send the, one of my guys at Nesson an email. I'm like, Hey, would you ever do a wrestling show? Like a pro wrestling show, like a WWE fake fighting type of show. And he immediately like responded. This is like two in the morning. He's like, Yes. Do you have ideas about that? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking. Are you trying to, uh, I'm like, are you going to, I'm like, I'll stop drinking and I will respond to you in the morning with an actual like plan. And I grabbed Liam and I'm like, meet me in Watertown where the Nesson headquarters is. I'm like, we get, we got to We're going to pitch a show. So we pitched that wrestling show. That wrestling show took off. And it was awesome. It was getting Ness in huge numbers. I mean, we, we were averaging 20,000 viewers a fucking show, and we were alive. Sweet. Because we would just balling bitches. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> M- Melissa is so fucking with me right now. She loves your accent. And, and so one of the, the afternoons, there's there's a bar right around the corner from the Nesson headquarters, which is the halfway cafe, which is my local, you know, watering hole. It's where I go to just get fucked up without judgment. And I, I brought Liam there and I'm like, and we started chatting and I'm like, well, we like movies. You like movies. I like movies. Let's just, let's do a movie podcast. Like it's easy for us. We can just talk movies forever. So that's, the really long story, which I hope your listeners listen through. That's a really long story of how Liam and I became that movie show. And now we're on, you know, major market radio where we have sponsors. We, we are professional broadcasters. It's a, it's a weird fucking dynamic. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's cool. I mean, ultimately, I mean, you know, I mean, that's what, we all aspire to just doing podcasts and whatnot to, you know, branch out of that little bubble, that little pool into everything and, you know, kind of spread our legs out a little bit in the uh, mainstream and whatnot. And uh, you getting to do right. 
all of the above. You're on TV, you're on radio, goddamn podcasting on everybody freaking ear holes through freaking earbuds and whatnot. So, I mean, you more mic win isn't too bad for me. <laughs> What's that, though? I said more mic win isn't a bad thing for me. <laughs> No, no, I I agree. More Mike went is not a bad thing. Um, uh, to be to be honest with you, actually, I think I think the bar's trying to close. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So so I kind of have to wrap this up with you. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, but, but this is, this has been a hoot, and I absolutely want a hoot, uh, and I absolutely want to do this again. Sweet, I'm down for the call. So. So, so you you get in touch with me. We will get in touch with you, and we can do this again when I'm not sitting in a bar with waiters and waitresses looking at me like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. I, I appreciate the time that you did give me. It's been a blast. I, I get to hear your voice in my ear holes uh, on my side of things, rather than you know through my car radio or wherever I'm listening to you on. But um, before we go. Before they kick you out, yep. let everybody know where yep. they can find you on all the things. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Follow, follow me uh, at Mike Went. That's M I K E W N D T. That movie show, which you can find on any podcasting app, which is under the New Age Insiders Pop Network. So search that out. I mean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, iHeartRadio, Google, whatever the fuck, you, where, wherever you listen to your podcast, tell your friends that it's that movie show on New Age Insights Pop. That's the main main bullet point. Of course, myself and Melissa are on Wicked Bites, which here in the New England area can be found on Nesson at the Lincoln Sports Network every Saturday morning at 930 uh, for more on the, you know, for more on what I do and where where, where I can be found, it's at Mike Went M I K E W E N D T on all forms of social media. For sure, and um, you've been a guest, and as for every guest that has been on this show, the door is always open for you to come on back in and uh, promote whatever it is that you're doing, or just the bullshit, man. Hang out. <laughs> I appreciate, it, man. All right, take it easy. You have a good night. All right, you too. And that was the fabulous Mr. Mike Went. I can't uh, tell you all how um, happy and grateful I was for Mike to show up on the show. I listen to him on a weekly basis on um, that movie show on the NAI Pop Network. You see, I had to slow down the alliteration there because it sounds like I'm saying NEI every time I say it fast. But um, his show, him and Liam, um, that movie show is is one of the um, podcasts that I listen to. If if I'm not seeing it pop up in my um, my subscription feed on my freaking iTunes app, I mean I, not iTunes, you know Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm like I'm sitting there wondering like what the fuck is going on? Why 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 don't I have new Mike Wick and Liam in my ear holes? What what's going on? Uh, it, it, it fucks up my day if I don't get to hear him on that Monday morning. Uh, and whatnot you know what and they do video or whatever you can find them on uh twitch i think it's on uh nai tv on twitch or whatever you can find the video versions of their podcast as well and you know i never sat down to watch the video stuff because i mean the video stuff does come out earlier than the freaking um the podcast version sometimes and you know i could get my fix then but at the same time, I'm I'm a little bit of a traditionalist. So Monday morning when I'm waking up to go to work, I'm taking my drive in, my little commute, 
You know, I like to throw on that movie show, man. It's, it's a part of my routine. It's a part of my time. But um, yeah, it was cool to um, hear the origin story of As You Do. Like I said, man, I'm, I'm I'm not exaggerating. I'm not bushing. Until I heard him on that movie show say those words, I'd never heard that phrase in term in my life. And you know what's funny about that is like when you hear something for the first time, then after you never stop hearing it again, because once I heard him say it, uh, not too long after, you know, it, it wasn't like right away, but um, I started to hear other people say it. And I don't know if it was a direct effect of the mic went fatter, but damn, I heard um, freaking dude over on the Colt 45 podcast say, as you do one time. And then, you know, it's, it's like that thing you ever, I, I wonder if this is one of the Mandela things. I don't even know if that's classified as a Mandela effect, but like, all right, you're driving around, you know I mean, you have your car and you never see the car you want driving on the road. And then when you go buy a new car, you can't help but see that car that you just bought all over the place. It's one of those type things. It's weird, ain't it? Yeah, anybody ever experienced that? <laughs> but yeah, um, they're doing big things, and uh, you know I'm proud of uh, anybody's success. You know they they went from um, doing the podcast now they have a radio show of the same name, that movie show, which you can find on North Shore 104.9. If you're up in the Northeast. And whatnot. I'm pretty sure they got, if you look up their radio station or something, they probably got like a app or something you can download or you can probably find it on iHeartRadio or some of those thingy things and whatnot. So you can find more Mike Went. Um, pull up his IMDb. You, you find that he has some um, interesting uh, roles and cameos in a lot of movies that you've seen or may have not seen. And if you haven't seen them, go back and watch them just so you can find Mike Went. Lurking around in the foreground on the background or something like that. <laughs> but um yeah, that was it, man. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh hi Melissa. Uh her pet word is penis. V- very a delightful young lady and whatnot. And um check him out on Nessin. Nessin? Nessin. If you're um, in that area or if you got access to it, I'm pretty sure you can find a New England Sports Network online and find some stuff there, YouTube. You can't help but find Mike Went on the internet, baby. I'm kind of rambling right now. I'm trying to do multi, multi things while I record this, but I hope you enjoyed the interview. I hope you enjoyed Mike Went. I hope you get some more Mike Went in your life. I have officially joined the Mike Went uh, Kisses Ass Club. So I, every time I talk about him, I got kiss his ass. <laughs> but um, that's it for this edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. Um, look forward to next week. I got some more episodes coming your way. I got some new episodes of Wrestling is Trash coming your way. Um, if you're a Patreon, I just uploaded a whole bunch of unedited content to you. Uh, Patreon feed. And if you're not a Patreon, you should be a Patreon. You can do it as little as a dollar a month. And um, you get some cool things, you know. So uh, with that being said, let me get my plugs in and get on out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. This show also has its own Twitter account that you can find at 3R Show. And you can follow me on Instagram. Just type in Random Rams with Rob or 3R Show. You find something that is tailored to me, except for that 
actual account called at 3R Show. Punk motherfuckers ain't got no posts. Don't use their account. Sorry, sons of bitches. And you can go to randomrobcast.com to where March 1st will be the official launch of the merchandise store that is native to randomrobcast.com. Just one of the many ways that you can help support the show. And if you pre-order right now between today, as you hear this, and March 1st, and I don't know why I'm saying today, because if you heard the intro, is however you listen to podcasts. You can probably be listening to this after the 1st of March, but just know you miss your window if you are. So from whenever to March 1st, if you pre-order um, a hat or any merchandise for just $5 or for um, your, ah, excuse me, <laughs> if you pre-order anything, just $5 will get you whatever you, if you're trying to get a shirt, hat, or anything like that, uh, $5 will get you free shipping and an additional $5 off your purchase. So that's $5 for the pre-order, $5 off, and free shipping. So you're saving some money there. And um, yeah, I got a list of all the items that'll be up for sale, some better than others. All of them are the same in the fact that they help support the show. And when I say better than others, I mean, you might like hats better than you like shirts. You might like shirts better than you like hats. Um, I got coffee mugs that change colors, baby. They change colors. You see a picture, you put the hot shit in there and it changed to another color. I got some fly shit like that, which you can find on randomrobcast.com. Open it up on March 1st. Um, also on randomrobcast.com, you can um, use my Amazon links, you know. Get some, get to show some kickback if you make any purchases. You don't pay nothing extra. You get a free thirty day trial of Amazon Prime. Uh, what else? Uh, you can just straight up uh, donate to the show. They got Cash App and motherfucking uh PayPal links on there. Just uh, drop a little dime in there if you don't want to contribute monthly through uh the Patreon. And you can find links to the Patreon on randomrobcast.com. And you can hit up the sponsors, Hook Rub and Spices. Go to Etsy.com and look up Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. If you purchase anything $6 or more, you get 10% off if you use the promo code 3RRSHOW. 3RSHOW. And uh, yeah, man, I think that's about it. I'm working on um, some video content that'll be coming up here. The Patreon people will see it first. Um, I did open another YouTube channel that's specifically branded for 3RSHOW. Um, I, I don't know why I did it. You know, I got multiple email accounts and they asked me if I wanted to. So I guess I, I did it that just because. And I just wanted to have the three R show uh, represented on some other uh, multimedia platform. But I ain't got no videos. and ain't got shit up there right now. But um, I might just transfer the actual videos that I've made and been in and been on over to that. So that way, you know, when I upload the freaking um podcast stuff you know it drops shit on the um, youtube thing i don't like all that clutter pretty much and you can't reorder how the videos come out because they only pop up as you post them you know so i don't like having to scroll through all that um video i mean a uh, podcast audio shit that they just throw up there then you find a sprinkling of a video then you find a sprinkling of a video i just want you to see all the video content but yeah that's just a little quirk i got anyway I've rambled enough. I appreciate your time. And I hope you enjoy me next time. And I'll see you soon. Giggity goo.